0: we're back behind the mic podcast and we've got a new topic today i want to ask you guys and i don't know this but i want to ask you guys how you came to christ what what was is was there one method that brought you to the lord or Mm -hmm. was it long term we're talking about our faith today and how we share our faith as believers with others
1: so for me, I was a, a meathead in high school, and our family went to church maybe like twice a year or whatever, a little bit. Um, I, remember, uh, <laughs> I remember the donuts were really good at uh, this place called Saddleback in California. Some people heard about it. Back mm-hmm. then, they were meeting in tents, and they're doing weird stuff like streamers and Aloha shirts. Anyways, uh, so I was a meathead, and my football coach started inviting me over and a bunch of other, uh, you know, fellow players. And he share starts sharing his testimony, and actually like showed some interest in our life, and started sharing the gospel. And it took me about a year and a half of just the message, right, and the invitation kept hitting me multiple times. And about a year and a half till I fu- it finally clicked for me that I was far from God, and I wanted to be near to God, and place my faith in Jesus because of what He's done.
0: Wow. So very cool.
1: Dude,
2: I'm a, I'm just going to make a bunch of people really uncomfortable. I can't tell you when I became a Christian. <gasps> wow. Wait, you don't have a date and a time. It was never written in my Bible. And did you raise are a hand? you a believer? When did you raise your hand? When yeah. did you,
0: <laughs> when did you walk, walk
2: the aisle? Yeah. I walked the aisle and raised my hand and prayed the prayer probably about 10,000 times. Yeah. But I don't know which one took. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I grew up, <laughs> I grew up opposite of Dave. I went from, I went from the hospital home and from home to the church and just never left. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right. And yeah. so I was in Sunday school, backyard Bible clubs, the whole nine. My family was like intense about their faith. And my, my mom and dad were genuine believers like they they were intense but it was real like yeah and my family we're just texting right now today we my mom and dad are both past now and it was their anniversary a couple of days ago and we're just texting how thankful we are for our parents because there was no question whether or not they loved jesus they loved each other and they loved us right yeah. and it was a blessing um so how did i come to christ i think i heard the gospel i saw it And I wanted it. And then there was a whole lot of like confusion around what it meant to be saved and how to get saved and who does the saving. And Mm -hmm. I think it was a process for me of growing and learning and reading. And so am I saved to answer your question? Yes. I'm saved by grace through faith. Jesus has saved me. He's done it all.
0: Case closed. That's
2: kind of like, uh, Alistair Begg, you know, did the whole man in the middle cross. You know, why should you? Because Jesus said I could come. Jesus said so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I really love that. And so we have very similar stories. I I grew up in the church, and it was a lifestyle for us, but not in a bad way, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, We were at church every Sunday, went to Sunday school, learned all the songs, learned all the, you know, all that stuff came to me. And so I grew up. Knowing Jesus, who Jesus was, and and all the Bible stories, and then Scripture, you know, memorizing verses and doing the Christmas plays and understanding different things, and so it was always a part of me. um, But and so when I was probably eight or nine years old, every time there was an altar call, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was in a Baptist church. There was always an altar call. Everything in me was there confessing my sins and, and accepting Christ, but I was so shy, there was no way I was going to walk down that aisle, and, um, and, and so I repented of that every, every Sunday, you know, hmm. because, God, you know, if I could just step out, I would, I would do it, and I would be saved, so please save me without walking down the aisle and stuff so, like that, you
1: know? let me clarify this. Yeah, yeah. So you are repenting of the sin of not jumping through a hoop. Exactly. When you're hearing the Gospel that salvation is by faith
0: alone, that's right, yeah, so and that led to that's that's interesting because huh. it led to what Dewey and I have struggled with, and that is legalism yeah. and and so um even today I, I I'm finding myself doing things, and I'm like, wait a second, you know it's not about me, it's about faith in Christ through grace, and knowing that there's nothing I can do yeah to be to be saved on my own. So um, so for me, yeah, there was a moment, it was, it was August, I, I'm gonna date myself of August of 1977 um, that I accepted Christ officially, I prayed with tears around a, a campfire and I accepted him and I just felt the joy, first of all, of all the legalism of the past of not doing I love you, but I don't love you enough to walk down the aisle kind of thing, you Mm -hmm. know, and so I left all that behind me. Um, But that's how we came to Christ, Mm -hmm. all different ways. Um, So I guess our question today is, I I believe we all agree that we're supposed to be a witness. We're we're here because Jesus is not physically here like he was for 33 years, so we're kind of – walking in his shoes, uh, representing him through the Holy Spirit that lives within us to those around us. So how do we do that effectively, and is there a wrong way to do it? We've all seen all kinds of different ways to evangelize people. Mm -hmm. Some probably, I'll I'll be honest, some really turned me off, Um, maybe because of my upbringing. (laughs) Oh, because it it just it, yeah. it brought back some of the yeah the legalism oh, yeah. and things yeah but uh, yeah so that's the question today mm-hmm. is uh, first of all mm-hmm. do we really need to share our faith I guess we need to start with that is it is it that important that I share my faith I'm a I'm a Christian um, God will save who He wants to save right I don't really need to do it mm-hmm. or do I and if so what does that look like Is there a wrong way to do it? So when you say need to, need to
1: in order to gain what? Yeah. well That's the important thing.
0: I, I guess, are we commanded to do that? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That was obvious. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: Jesus said, make disciples of all the nations, yeah. uh, proclaim the gospel to all creation. You yeah. see it all throughout scripture and, and by example, not just Jesus' example, but the apostles in the early church, yeah. they were open in sharing their life and their faith with people. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, absolutely. It's part of the new identity of being a Christian. It's almost like, not like you have to, it's more like you're built to, you're this new person and this is just being you. Yeah, You can't help but to yeah. talk about what's most important and amazing in your life, which is that you know the God of all the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yes. And you know, I think we can dig into this question, like, is there a right or wrong way to do it? I I, I really think it comes down to maybe two or three things and we can brainstorm this a little bit. So one is like, would the message needs to be right. Are you mm-hmm. really pointing, right, to right, Christ, yeah. to mm-hmm. grace alone, faith alone, and not adding to it or complicating it or confusing it? And the other one is, what is the response? And I think this is the one that are stories that you had some struggle with, right? Mm -hmm. It's like saying the sinner's prayer a million times or coming up again and again and again, what is it that I have to do to be saved? And feeling like it's almost like a carrot was put right before you Right, And you go forward to that carrot and say, I believe, but then the carrot is moved a little bit more. As if the person that was sharing the gospel with you is like, well, now show me you're serious. Show me you're serious. Show me you really have faith. Prove yourself, prove yourself, prove yourself. And I think that it had some damage on us, on you guys, like just mm -hmm. experiencing that. Um, So I think wrong ways is if you get the gospel wrong and if you get the response wrong, those are at least two things that I think you can mess it up.
2: Yeah. One thing, just before we go too far down that road, I think you had said something about, you know, God's going to save who he's going to save. So do I even. And right. I think yeah. that Romans 10 teaches us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, you know, how, how is someone going to hear unless someone preaches? And yeah. so I, I think that it's important to realize, too, that w- the means by which God is advancing the gospel is through the proclamation of his word of, Mm of, of the gospel. And so his instrument is us sharing. So to, to the point that we are designed for that, Mm -hmm. it's, it's God's plan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so, um, so yeah, I just want to throw that in there too. So So
1: that's pretty crazy. So what you're doing is that, One, you're affirming that it's God who's saving people. Mm -hmm. And B, you're saying that God chooses not to go around using people like you and me. Right. And so that he made us, we're new creations, and he's inviting us. If you have a relationship with God, you have a relationship with a God who's actually throwing the bridge over to other people. Mm -hmm. And it's an invitation to actually enjoy God Mm -hmm. and to walk with God and to experience just not only as you experience the joy of grace and salvation in you, but seeing God use you to extend that to others—that's probably the second best thing, right? Oh, yeah. To the experience of knowing that you have peace with God through faith. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think one point I want to touch on there too is that sometimes we we get it backwards, and we—or maybe not backwards—but we feel like we're the ones that have to do the saving. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we can get ahead of ourselves and say, "Okay, I know we're supposed to share the gospel with others, but how?" Far does that responsibility go? If I witness to someone and they don't accept Christ, is that like a strike against me? And I think sometimes, again, what goes back to legalism, and we can start becoming um, dependent on the outcome of sharing the gospel. And with, I wonder if that's
2: people. that's part of the content that you're talking about. Yeah. The, the content of the gospel. Right. If, yeah. If I'm if I'm if I'm perpetuating a false gospel that I save someone. Or that my eloquence or my yeah. right yeah. that that perverts Technique. what the Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. perverts what the what the content of the gospel is, is that Jesus Christ alone, um, by grace through faith, does this miraculous work of turning the lights on, regeneration, like mm-hmm the holy spirit comes in and makes the gospel make sense mm-hmm. yeah. and we respond with repentance turning away from trusting ourselves mm-hmm. and putting our faith in jesus christ and that's that's a work of god mm-hmm. yeah and yes he uses the proclamation of the gospel maybe even somebody as i share that it's like oh that's what the gospel is it's like mm-hmm. god can use the gospel preached in so many different ways yeah but
1: so does that downplay the importance of preparedness or practice or, you know, even like rehearsing in your mind, how you would have a gospel conversation? Cause if it's God who can use, you know, even our, our, our failing attempts to, yeah. to lift up Jesus, like, well, how do you, how do you, how do you balance out that, that responsibility of, I want to speak clearly for the gospel and for the Lord. And also knowing that it's not me or the clarity that's actually making the difference.
2: Yeah. I'm thinking that, you know, Paul, you know, he, he's he he says that it's not mm-hmm. the wisdom of this world you know, and I didn't come with eloquence and right. So there's there's just an authentic, true, genuineness to your sharing that it might not be your eloquence. Yeah. But yet it is the proclamation of a clear gospel. So mm-hmm. so I'm not saying, Well, you know, God's out there and he's like you know spirit and he's searching and you can have a relationship with god like that's not the gospel it's not clear it's like so there needs to be an element of clarity about who does the saving and who jesus is and what he came to do
0: Mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot i mean as you as you Grow in christ and and become from a new believer to a mature believer it's it's getting in the word, it's understanding what he's saying. and then I think, um to your point of of preparation and things, I think it's important to know your story and um, mm-hmm. understand it through scripture and what took place and all of that. but i I've found the the times that it's that I've been most effective, and I know that only because uh, of just the way people have responded in in a genuine um way is that i just i'm genuine with them you know you meet them where they're at rather than create this story that i have scripted in my head and go up and just tell people this script right it's really being sensitive to the holy spirit inside of you because the holy spirit can impart wisdom on us on how to approach different people Mm -hmm. where they're at it could be you know i've i've had um uh people serving me at a restaurant and i sensed and it's hard to do sometimes but you know hey is everything okay and by the end of the conversation they're crying Mm -hmm. and those are situations where there's that's not me that's that's god using me to help them to understand that he is there and he's waiting to change their lives um so I think the preparation part is important, yeah. in the sense of knowing what you believe, knowing why you believe what you believe, but then just taking it out and 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 being genuine, you know. In I, I world. think
1: I think your example gets into really what's the more important. Not it's not about you know um, preparedness or not. It's more about what's your focus or who are you focusing on. Yeah. So I've seen some people who it's it's obviously that. They're afraid of doing it wrong. And so when they're sharing the gospel, they're fully focusing on themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't have said that or I yeah. shouldn't have did that or did that. I wasn't prepared for that. It's like, I'm sorry. You're never gonna you're never gonna feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. never gonna feel like I represented God of the universe and the amazing grace of God perfectly. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna feel that way. So stop it. Stop. Stop focusing on yourself. There's some there's some people, and I think this is a blind spot among a lot of evangelicals. Their focus is on God. I want to honor God in this conversation. Now, it's like, how is that bad? It's like, well, <laughs> look, you're, you're not going to impress God, <laughs> right, by getting it right, all right? You're not going to impress God. And God's focus is not on you getting it right. God's focus is on the person he actually connected with you, right? Right? So what I hear in your story, Mike, is what you're... I think what you're trying to say is that you actually give a rip about people in your life. Yeah. And you have a spiritual sensitivity of their need for the gospel, and you have this prompting or this sense that it bore fruit, it seems, of God, that as God cares for them, you care for them, and then you extend grace and truth to them, and God uses it. Mm -hmm. So instead of focusing on yourself, or instead of focusing on God in terms of like, I want to just do it right. You can actually care about the person that God has placed in front of you. Yeah. Honor God, but it's not like you.
2: Yeah. So you're saying that if that person in front of me is asking like genuine questions, like the spirit of God's at do, doing a work in their heart yeah. and they're asking genuine, genuine questions and we try to like point to scripture and wrestle with like genuine answers versus just following our script. That that might be more meaningful.
1: Yeah. So when you have uh, when you're face to face with someone who's far from God, instead of thinking, "All right, this is another test. God wants to see how I'm going to do it. Evangelizing this person. I hope <laughs> you know uh, the man upstairs gets happy with how I do it." I'm sorry. This sounds so horrible, but this is kind of how we think. So I want to get through the whole gospel, and I want to invite you to pray a prayer and I'm going to feel bad if I didn't get to certain landmarkers or or markers. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to feel bad if yeah all these kind of things. Uh, So I want to share the gospel and I want to proclaim it all. So I'm going to make sure it happens. And so I'm going to end up railroading you into a conversation that maybe you're not ready to have in order to appease my sense of, I need to honor God by having a full gospel conversation. And you're saying, I
2: I think I I think I've done this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, early on when I was sharing the gospel with people, you know, it's like, it's like I had this script. Mm-hmm. I had certain landmarks, yeah. you know, death, burial, sure. resurrection. I got to get through those. Yeah. And I got to get to the point where, you know, I asked them to make a decision. And in the meantime, you know, I engage in this conversation and they're like, well, um, you know, my wife just died. I'm really struggling with, you know, a lot of spiritual things. I'm confused right now. Why a good God would ask, well, let's talk about that in a minute. But do you, do you believe that yeah.
1: Jesus? it's like, are you in or not? Yet? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you exactly. totally,
2: totally miss the, the wide open door that God put before. Yeah. Or I did. And it's yeah. like, oh. You know, so instead
1: of thinking like this is a test, I want to do it right, and I want to do as much as I can and get right. through the whole presentation. Instead, you're like what you said, Just it's engage like,
2: in a real, authentic conversation.
1: God is already working this person's life. Yeah. There's a story, and I'm curious to know like what is this story? Is God? How is God working in this situation yeah. right now? Yeah. And what is you know the promptings or the opportunities I can I can point to them and be part of God's work in drawing this person to Christ. And again, it goes back to our stories. How many of us, it's like you only had to hear the gospel once and you understood it and believed it and took the next step. None of us, Mm -hmm. right? We heard the gospel so many times. And that's normal. Yeah, Yeah. And it came in bits and pieces.
2: And I will say, in my failures, it's like, okay, God can even use that. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're praying, we're trying to, to be faithful. And so, yeah, it's just maybe one in the midst of many shares that this person's going to hear. And if God's, you know it isn't all based on me mm-hmm. yeah but but to the point is let's engage in the the conversation like let's be authentic and real with people and mm. have genuine heartfelt engagement
0: yeah jesus cared for people when he was here that's i think one of my biggest takeaways reading the gospels is that he cared about people he healed people he mm. met them where they were and I think that's a great example for us to follow: is just to care about people, not mm-hmm. not for another notch on our belt or whatever, whatever. Whether it's pleasing God or it's just it's sharing the love of Christ is where I think it needs to start. And mm-hmm. so, and I and I want to kind of beyond that. I think that we've all had conversations with people, and they they turn and say, "That's not for me," you know. I'm I drink. I smoke, I do drugs, I'm whatever, I'm a horrible person, the roof will fall in if I go into church. And I think uh kind of the the opposite side of that is that people have this idea of what Christ is for various reasons. But I wonder sometimes if they've been around people that were more focused on okay, God, I'm going to I'm going to do what you want me to do. Here I'm going to to do this mm-hmm. thing and run this script and and so I kind of wonder sometimes of, of people that I talk to, have they run across someone and that's given them the wrong impression of what Christianity or Christ is really about? Yeah. So, um, so can we do it wrong?
1: Yeah. Well, so those those reactions, like, yeah, like I'm I'm not interested. You know, I don't know. I, I don't want to give up drinking or I don't want to all those things. Yeah. Um. You know, that's that's like that's a common that's a common objection, and sometimes that objection is just it's really a smokescreen. Sure. And, and it it it's a trap for people who are, I think, ill-equipped to just think through the gospel because what they're implying is that I have to clean up my life before I receive forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. That's really what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, I got to exactly, clean up yeah. my life before I take a shower. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But that's what it's like to clean up your life to get ready to receive God. I don't think I'm ready yet. It's like, well, mm-hmm. it's actually not true. You're always ready, but I'm going to respect you saying I don't want to take the next step right now. And honestly, it's you seeing you. I'm part of this story of God drawing this person to Christ. And uh, I don't always get to be the one that sees the moment where they cross the line of faith. However, you can actually have a good conversation and leave it open-ended and let God bring someone else to close the deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's actually a good thing, and that's a healthy thing.
0: It is. So I think if you have a
1: clear sense of what the gospel is, clear sense of what it looks like to cross a line of faith and really what it means to like put your faith in Jesus. And it doesn't have to necessarily conform to a sinner's prayer or walking the aisle. There can be, there's nothing wrong with that. Sure, But you want to point back to them having faith, not them having done that, done some kind of action that they're yeah. going to do like a million times because they want to make sure they've done it right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I think it's natural for people to think we live in a world or let's face it, I, I have my job, I get paid. I do this, I get something in return. I think we, are, we live in that transactional society where mm. I have to do something in order to get something. And I, so I think that naturally is just our, our mindset. And so I think a lot of people feel like, well, what do I have to do uh, in Scripture? You know, there was asked, what do I have to do to be saved? Well, so, it's, so, not a, it's not a, a thing.
2: And it's further complicated by our pride. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's a transactional society. And so we always got to do something. And there's, it's impossible for, I mean, the the worst of it is, is it's impossible for someone to give me something for free um, and nor would I want them to because, um, you know, I have to be the one to do the work, you know, and um, that's. That that's not the gospel. The gospel is this beautiful story of Jesus Christ performing on our behalf, and so unique to yeah. any other world religion or or um, religious kind of thought is it's by grace.
0: So I've got a I've got a scenario for you. I know I know two people that specifically do these things. So one. Is an older woman who just really feels compelled to write notes throughout the week and send them to people that she knows um, you know i'm thinking of you i 'm praying for you or something specific like I know you're going through this, um, but that's her ministry if you want to call it. I know also a guy who really believes in and we I think we've all seen them standing on the street corner with the signs you know repent um, hellfire brimstone and yelling and and you know maybe before you even hear him you know that he's up there because everybody's you know craning their necks and smiling and pointing um are either one of those things wrong when it comes to sharing the gospel or sharing more importantly sharing christ well the signs on the side of the road is it's almost like
1: human clickbait right (laughs) It really is. It's it's, it's it's clickbait. It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, whatever. The end is near or, you know, God hates fags or all those. Like, think of something just so, you know, uh, bombastic. Put it on a sign and you're trying to get people what to pay attention to you. And then you hope to actually have a meaningful conversation about the Lord through that way. I don't know. You know, good luck with that, buddy. (laughs) You know, Uh, talk about so it's just. It how would I not treat that differently than you know some kind of crazy ad that pops up you know on my web browser? It's clickbait. So yeah, I'm not really a fan of that.
0: I love the clickbait analogy because that's yeah. really what it it's is. What it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like wow, well, let's listen to this guy that's for like either Westboro entertainment. Baptist Church. Or, yeah, what do they do? Yeah.
2: They're just they're they're human clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I you're think, against
0: it. <laughs> no, I don't
2: like it. I, I don't it, like it. I think it kind of fits into this, that analogy, like God's doing these things. And a lot of times that is a denial of the open door that he's giving you. And for whatever reason, it's more comfortable for you to do that than it is for you to like engage in a real meaningful conversation with the coworker that you work by every day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah that, right. If I'm holding that sign, I'd be curious. Is that same person that's holding that sign, like having meaningful conversations where you're praying for connecting with on a relational basis, like and pointing the, your coworker to Jesus. Yeah. Oh, dude, I
1: that's worked in point. an office. I worked in an office in sales and this dude would get up every once in a while and just preach the gospel to everyone in the, in the thing. And I've never had a faith conversation with him the whole two years I was there. Yeah. It's wow. like, why? It's like, you didn't even talk to me. You didn't even like care that I was a missionary and I loved Jesus and he changed my life. Never got to tell him my testimony because the only interaction I had with him was just preaching to all of us in the thing. It's like, yeah. w- what's yeah, the point yeah. of that? Right? Yeah. yeah. So hmm. it's just,
2: it's just uh, phew, yeah, like, yeah. And so I think a lot of times those kind of holding the sign, you're just missing the real opportunity that, and it's, you said it earlier, it's, it's more convenient for that person than it is for the, the person that you're actually trying to minister to. Yeah.
1: Well, it's one of those examples where you're trying to, you can, you can self, you can deceive yourself and go like, I'm doing it to please God.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: you're really, you're a jerk yeah. and nobody yeah. likes that. Yeah. yeah. And you're just human clickbait.
0: Yeah, but, and you're kind of a joke. Yeah.
2: But God could use it. Man, God's so easy. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I would like to That's know from God yeah. how many of those stories actually worked because I'm sure that I'm sure that they do. There they are have. people that that are affected by that. Um, it's hard for me to believe too. I think and we're all in the same My page background,
2: there. my background because I walk the aisle 10,000 times. I prayed the prayer. I, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of leery about that yeah I kind of i'm I'm a little jaded I'm just yeah. gonna be transparent right but I just learned I learned like a couple of years ago that my dad who kind of was rough around the edges early on I never knew how he came to Christ that he was watching a Billy Graham mm. crusade yeah. episode on TV yeah. and it really spoke to him he went upstairs yeah. and and like Knelt down and prayed wow. to receive Christ. And that was like, God did yeah. some amazing. Yeah. Shortly thereafter, He gave up like a lot of things addiction wise and yeah. was baptized. And yeah.
1: So I, I think here's this is a radical conviction. And I think it gets to what you are saying too about God already be at work, being at work in the background is that I don't think you have to do anything to manufacture spiritual interest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's already there. Yeah. yeah. It's a matter about just finding it right yeah so a lot of these things that are honestly put us off because it's it's gimmicky it's clickbaity it's trying to do some thing to get people talking and get people interested about spiritual yeah. thing what's the big presupposition behind that yeah. that people are not spiritually questioning mm-hmm. open they are and that's yeah. not because that people are good they're not they're sinners they're depraved they're blind but God is the, God, the Holy Spirit is the one really attacking people yeah, and drawing people right. to Christ. So if that's true, then you don't have to do a gimmick mm-hmm. to get people interested in spiritual things.
2: So would you say, is, is it fair? Is it a good analogy that evangelism, like doing evangelism oftentimes is, is almost like hunting Yeah. where you're, you're looking for that person that's open, that's, that's curious. You're you're engaging in meaningful questions to the, to, to a person and you know, yeah. And if they're like, yeah, yeah. You just keep walking down the, the path that, so.
1: Yeah. It, so I, I think a lot of the issues with sharing your faith and the hangups people have, it really comes down to fear, fear that I'm not going to do it right. Fear that I'm going to get rejected. Fear that you know it's not going to be good enough and so you end up doing something even worse which is nothing right mm-hmm. and and you lose out um but rather what you're talking about is this perspective of hey uh you actually don't have to get people interested in Jesus actually the holy spirit is already preparing people mm-hmm. and yeah. there are god prepared people out there and you are and and god has Uh, chosen you and put, you know, the rifle of the word of God in your hand and set you off hunting. Mm -hmm. And God, as Paul says, you know, in Acts 17, God determines the times and places that people live so that they might seek after God and perhaps even find him. Mm -hmm. And you realize that God has placed you and everyone around you. God has connected them to you. And so guess what? This is exciting. You're now a hunter,
2: right? Which... In my mind, it takes a whole lot of pressure off.
1: Yes, oh, absolutely. You're not going to yeah. mess it up.
2: <laughs> like, and it's like God's doing something in my family, my mm-hmm. coworkers, mm-hmm. my environment. I don't have to like manufacture things. Yeah, I just have to engage people in meaningful conversations with with prayer, as yeah. spiritual awareness, and, and looking for opportunities to bring Jesus up. Yeah, like, and like. <laughs> just do that and just yeah, trust yeah. that God is faithful to, to continuing to draw someone to himself. And I'm not playing the Holy Spirit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's
1: important. Um. It, it It's just, it's simply people don't realize that they're spiritually interested, but they really are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're th- believers are the only one that really know. Yeah. Right. That they are. And you're just a matter of like finding right where they are and inviting them to the next step. Yeah. It's yeah. a really cool adventure. And what it means is, like you said, it does take the pressure off and it makes it like, look, if you enjoy your relationship with, with God through faith in Christ, you already know the gospel. Mm-hmm. As you enjoy that, you're rehearsing to the gospel to yourself. You don't need extra. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you don't need extra magic words. It's That's You right. have that relationship through faith in Christ. And then if you really give a rip about people and you're interested in where they're at and you're interested to see how God is working and preparing them uh, to, to consider Christ, mm-hmm. then you're asking questions, you're exploring, you're meeting them where they're at, and then you're not forcing it or railroading them to a
0: conversation they're not ready to have. That's good. Well, our time's about up. So, uh, in closing this episode, I would like each of us just to offer uh, some advice. So whether you're struggling with sharing your faith, or whether you're afraid um, to share your faith, and step out and say the wrong thing. Um, you know, the pressure's off. I think I think that's really a highlight of this is that there's no pressure on you. But I would like each of us just to go around and um, talk to a specific piece of advice that you would give someone who is ready to step out, but maybe is fearful that they're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, or uh, maybe they just, I'm an introvert. You know, it's it's tough for introverts to even communicate with people sometimes, let alone share the gospel. So um, who wants to go first? I'll go.
2: So I think the first thing, start praying for some very specific people in your life. Be intentional to pray for them. And then I would encourage someone to start meditating on Ephesians chapter two, one through 10, really in your mind, um, rehearse the gospel to yourself, reminding yourself who you are in Christ Jesus, that you're seated with Christ in the heavenlies, that you are saved by grace. And this is not of yourselves. You can't boast about it. Um, and just really meditate and then i would then take a risk and have a conversation with somebody maybe it's a loved one a family member um and just you could just ask them a really broad question like what do you think of spiritual things just see what they say and you're praying for them you're rehearsing the gospel to yourself and they might surprise you god might surprise you better better said because the holy spirit's working harder than you are to draw them to himself and then um, just engage him in a m- meaningful conversation. They might say, you know, I don't know. That's an interesting question. And so I don't know. What do you think about spiritual things? And then yeah. there's like a, a runway for the gospel there. Mm. That's good. So,
0: yeah, that's good. Dave, what kind of advice you have? Think of it this way.
1: If you and God are good, you can actually care about other people it's that simple so like as dewey's saying focus on your relationship with christ that you're in christ that god sees you with Jesus's perfection. He sees you and he has the same love that he has for his own son for you. And you are good and you are, and and there's nothing you can do to ruin that because you're in by faith alone. And because you and God are good, then you can see the people that God has placed around you as people that God has, that God is working on and preparing. And you have the the, the opportunity to actually consider who they are, where they're coming from, what their story is, and explore what God is already doing in preparing them and stepping in and being a part of God working on changing their story. And you're going to be able to experience the joy of sowing the seed. And then you're also going to enjoy the experience of reaping and seeing people say yes to Jesus. And just about every time you're going to realize that it's not just you, but it's a whole army of people. It's many people who are sharing the gospel, who are praying, who are all a part of this. God's joy is to invite us to be a part of seeking and saving the lost. Mm. You're missing out if you get caught up on doing it wrong or I need to do it or all this kind of stuff. Focus on that. If I and God are good, then I can actually care about the people that he put in my life and take the next step.
0: Amen. That's good too. Well, I usually start almost... Uh, unfailingly start every morning um, thanking God for another day and and asking Him to give me opportunity and, and more, most importantly to recognize opportunities mm-hmm. that God puts in my path um, during my day no matter where I'm at no matter what I'm doing I'm constantly I love the hunting analogy in the sense that that's kind of what I do as I go out and I'm just looking past the things that we might miss at the grocery store for those people who God might be directing me to just to, to interact with. Um, and sometimes you surprise yourself when the Holy Spirit's directing you to say something to somebody you've never met before. Um, but those are the most uh, amazing opportunities, too, when they clearly respond and you walk away knowing that God used you to uh, make somebody's day better or even as important as introducing them to him. So um, thank you guys for, again, being here in. Dewey's cabin. Uh, it's getting cold out, but it's nice and cozy in here. So, uh, thank you guys for uh, your input, your insight. And, um, guys, come back next week. We would love to have you back. Tell your friends, like us, subscribe, all that stuff. And uh, we will see you next time right here on Behind the Mic Podcast.